All right, folks. Give me one sec, folks. I am. I forgot to share my screen with Smart, so I wanted to do that real quick. Now Smart can see us and what I'm sharing. Welcome to Wrestling Outlet, folks. That's right. It's Wednesday night. All kinds of stuff to get into. Not really. And we're not really going to get into them. Truthfully, we're not. <laughs> it's not really that much news. I mean, unless you want to talk about CM Punk's dog. Well, who, who wouldn't? Me. I, 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 <laughs> I'm the guy. I yeah. wouldn't want to. <laughs> it's me. Me. Yeah. Yeah, you found him. It's me. <laughs> so we're not going to get into that tonight. But anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Much appreciated. This is obviously Wrestling Hangout. I'm Boxman along with... Ah, as ever, as always, my name is Smart. How are you? How is everyone? How's the world? My God, man. What kind of cue was that? <laughs> All right. No big deal. No big deal. I got to turn you up. I can't hear you in my chair. There we go. I would actually just go ahead and be entirely. What had happened was I was watching the Bulls game and I just got distracted and forgot that we were on air. Did you watch AEW at all? I did. Yeah. No, I'm watching the Bulls game now. I watched AEW. Oh, okay. And then you turn on the Bulls game and you're like, oh shit, we have a show. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could do that. I got too much shit going on right here to get pictures and stuff, but um, it's not that bad, though. But, uh, Smirk, why don't you kick off? Tell them when they can find you on Mondays. That's right. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Mitt Podcast Network, Mixler.com. It is Cheese on Sports. Cheese Man, G Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt, myself, Mojo's on there as well. The whole gang is just in the house. We're talking NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, as always. And, you know, it's also wherever you get your podcast. So if you're not there at 8.30 p.m., no sweat. Just listen to us eventually or I will find you. There you go. All right, folks. Then, of course, on that, don't forget to check out the High Marks right there on the Metal Miss Podcast Network. And uh, you can also check out Anthony and uh, Teddy Graham's over there on the Weekly Detour. Check them out on Spotify. And uh, Eric and Doug and Daniel over there on the uh, Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget to check out those guys right there on Blog Talk Radio and anywhere you find good podcasts. EUP Network on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, there you go, folks. So we're going to do something a little different um, tonight. Uh, I I messed up a name last week. I had said that uh, Tad Evans was who actually was the one that was going to be, um, was that who tasked us with doing that. It was actually uh, a gentleman named Nick. Nick Opaluski? Opaluski? Opalowski, I'm butchering the name. Opal EW Ski. Opaluski? Opalowski? I'm sorry. Uh, despite the fact that I'm from Chicago, I don't actually really do know how to pronounce what appears to be Polish names very well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Nick, I apologize for butchering your last name. I thank you for listening. And we are actually going to talk about that 1992 Royal Rumble tonight. Um, Good week to do it, I feel. You know, Halloween week. There's not a ton going on in the news this week, not that I noticed. Um, so I I, uh, I said, Spark, it'd be a good week to do the uh, Rumble from 1992. 
So we did. That's right. So we did. That's kind of what we did this week. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty... Oh, did that just not share anymore? Oh, I'm sharing my whole screen. All right. I'm sharing my whole screen. It's not exactly what I wanted to do. So everyone can just give me one second. There we go. Now I can share the one window with sound. There we go. That's all you need. You don't need my whole screen. You don't need everything. There we yeah, go. Yeah, the copious amounts of pornography opened up in the background. We don't need to see it. No, and except I just literally minimized everything, and that caused it to lock up a little bit, but we should be good back now. Now we're back up and good. Boy, this thing is complicated, isn't it? Uh, or Not for me. I just had to show. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You and your easy jobs. You and your mm-hmm. easy jobs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take that job next time. Just show up. I like that. Man, that's right. I'm the fucking the Horace Hogan of this thing. <laughs> I don't think that's a compliment. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, good to see you, Dirk. Good to see you there. SBC or NORAB. Nibrok in here. Nibrok. Fucking Corbin Barron spelled backwards. Dork. (laughs) I mean that with all the love in the world, of course, sir. Every bit of it. Did you know that spelled backwards is killer? Really? I have it on good authority. Really? Okay. Wow. All right. So, I guess we can get into this little Rumble, Smart. Now, I only watched the Rumble itself, the what, hour and ten minute matches. Now, you, however, watched the pre-matches, all the other matches before the Rumble. I honestly don't have Peacock, and I don't really feel like getting it again. So, I just watched the Rumble. What? You're not see Halloween ends. You're not trying to catch up with old Michael Myers in the game. I could watch that without having Peacock. I'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah, because it was also in theaters. I understand what you're saying. Exactly. I could take a drive. I could take a drive to the theater. Of course. I love. I just love going to the movie theater. Okay. So, we're going to go ahead and do the Rumble now, eh? Yeah, I mean, I figured, like I said, we'll probably just I mean, skip news, do the Rumble. I'd rather talk the Rumble than any news, because like I said, there's really not a lot of news going on. Um, I mean, unless you want to do AEW first, it's up to you. Uh, either or. I mean, we could start with this. I could say, hey, Smart, is this fucking real? Um, <laughs> it's Jerry I feel Lawler. like the things around are real. I don't feel like the thing in the front ground here is real. Is, uh, is Jerry Lawler really bald right now? Is Is this happening? Mm. <laughs> you seem baffled. I mean, the of is probably still there. You seem baffled by this picture. <laughs> I mean, he looks like what he's been alleged of. Uh, okay, okay, I see where you're going there. I do, sir. I do, sir. Uh, yeah, that is creepy. a house to steer my child away from this Halloween. I'm hoping this was for a movie or something. Is kind of rough looking. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know what to do here. I mean, I, I, I guess we can start with that. Have you seen this picture? 
this is the very first time. Well, everyone else, this is uh, Jerry Lawler looking bald. I don't know when this is from. Lawler looks like Kurt Angle's dad. <laughs> Good one, Steve. Oh, my God, he does. I will say this. He looks about 20 years younger than Eric Young at this point, though. Oh, well, like neither one pulls off being bald well, but King slightly better. Than well, I mean, having a voice like Eric Young will age you quickly, I assume. <laughs> being stuck in impact for multiple years will also age you that in that way. Nora, SBC says he looks like Snitsky after Snitsky shaved his head. Okay, I can see that <laughs> one, too. I can see that one, too. King completely no selling everybody just says uh, fuck everybody what a dynamite fire 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 <laughs> fire exactly <sighs> we're gonna have to get you to sit up I think during the show smart oh, uh, shit. can't see from like the ways down but the ways down is basically that old Shawn Michaels photo with the belt oh oh okay yeah let's keep you just the way you are sir just the way you are. Just, sure. just, just the way you are. Yeah, King got a little MJF. Uh, the crowd is definitely turning him babyface, and uh, the firm definitely reaffirmed that. Ha <laughs> ha! I get it. I took. Forget it. Hold on a second. I'm just gonna go ahead. <laughs> you were saying? Um. Uh, you know what? I wasn't saying anything. How's that? <laughs> That's what I thought. What I did is I took firm and uh, f- oh, forget it. <laughs> Speaking of firm, oh, Frank Thomas is here to talk to you about eugenics. Uh, don't forget, she'll like it too. That's the most amazing part is that, like, the guys are supposed to be intimidated by Frank Thomas. Like, mm. I can guarantee you that nobody past the age of, like, 48 that is female, unless you're in Chicago, would have any idea who the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that chick seems like she's uh, she's down for some BBC, I'll tell you that. Uh, but, you know, just being plowed by a middle-aged chubby man. Well. It's like you can't look about the same as the husband and then try to be like, well, you, you want to satisfy her? Here's what to do. Like, well, I'll tell you what, we'll go to the gym together then, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh shit! All right, all right. You want to? Uh... All right, both between bald Lawler and that. I don't even know what the fuck we're doing here. Um, bald already the name of the show. Uh oh, might just have to be. I think I found the picture for the show. Uh, we can use bald Lawler. That makes sense. He wants his hair the way that he that he wants his women to be groomed. It's a bad choice, unintentional pun. But I was saying wood floor up top, wood floor on bottom. You're saying he likes them smooth. Mm-hmm. Smooth. Smooth as a baby. No, anyway, let's um let's So the nineteen ninety two the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble, folks. We're gonna get into it. Um <laughs> talk about this game instead. <laughs> I'm not watching it. I don't know, but uh, I guess I'm going to switch these screens. So I'm looking a little more at the camera. I keep, I, I keep forgetting. I have to look at that thing every now. I'm used to being so spacey and looking everywhere else, but the, but a camera on this show that 
So anyway, that should be a little bit better. Sorry, microphone. Didn't mean to hit you. My poor microphone. All right. So 1992 Royal Rumble, folks. Um, this was a this was fucking a nostalgia hour. First of all, of um, watching this, this was amazing. I got to be honest. I don't remember watching this in 1992. I was in high school. Um, once I hit high school, I kind of took a break from wrestling. Didn't really watch much. I'm actually glad that you said that because I was trying to place while I was thinking about this the other day because I watched it Monday, but I was trying to place where you would have been. Because if this was 92, this would have been January of 92. Mm-hmm. I would have been one, years old, one year old. Thank you for making me feel very old. Um, yeah, I... We show uh, with Luke. Too. Yeah, I would have been in high school at this point. Um, what, 16, 17, 17 at this mm-hmm. point? I put you at 12. I was just guessing that you were going to be about 12 at this point. No, 92, 75, 85, 95. Yeah, 17. Mm. <coughs> 17 at this point. I'm sorry, folks. I'm feeling like shit tonight. Fucking first cold day. The heat popped on last night. And somehow our heat set off our fucking smoke detector. I couldn't fucking believe it. Three in the morning. LOL. I pretend you said 18. Well, <laughs> easy. Well, 92 on RF video. Fucking Jerry Lawler over here. Uh, <laughs> you gonna shave your head too? Um, I were halfway there. True, true. You know, I, I would, I, I would never. My nose would look. Yeah, you think my nose is big now? I once, yeah. I once did. They took all my hair down to a five, like mm-hmm. shaved it, and it was awful. It was awful. My nose looked like it was this big. Like you could, like I could scratch my nose out here. <laughs> this is this is morbid, but it's actually very true. I was when I was a kid. I was growing up in Chicago's nineties bulls, all that kind of stuff. I tried to shave like some shit into my head to kind of look, make my hair look like Dennis Rodman. I was a kid, uh-huh. and I had gotten a hold of those clippers, so I tried to like shave my hair in a cool way like Dennis Rodman style and it didn't work so my parents had to take me or my mom had to take me to the barber shop and the only thing that she could do is just completely shave it bald like it was beyond salvage at this point so I was probably about six years old or so and I was just walking around completely bald and like people stopped my mom and were like very sympathetic and sad oh. and she's like no 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 he just he had to shave his hair no, he got but gum like, in it. He just got gum in it. It's fine. Yeah, I I may have gotten preferential treatment a time or two because of this, but oh, poor little cancer child. Oh, we're with I you. To God, my grandmother made me wear a hat anytime I was out with her until my hair grew back. Nowadays, you would walk around. Everyone would give you the heart. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> so brave. Oh. Like, no, he's an idiot. He <laughs> no, he's not sick. He's just stupid. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a difference. I mean, both are permanent conditions. Right. I mean, he's mentally ill, but I don't think we need to discuss that at this point. 
I know that okay. feeling. Um, but anyway, Smart, you watched the pre-Rumble matches. Um, go ahead, man. All right. 92. This is from the Knickerbocker Arena, which is now the NBP Arena. It was previously the Knickerbocker Arena, Pepsi Arena, and Times Union Center. That's Zima? Did you just say Zima? Uh, no, Pepsi... Knickerbocker, Pepsi, Times Union, and now it's the MVP arena. Times Union. Okay. I thought you said Times Zima. I'm like, when the fuck did Zima get a fucking building? What the hell? Zima Ion Coliseum in Albany, New York. Oh. Um, a couple of other things that happened. It was the 92 Rumble that ho- it was hosted there. 2006 New Year's Revolution was when Edge cashed in the money in the bank to beat John Cena. That mm-hmm. happened in the Knickerbocker Arena as well. May 20th, 2019, the 24-7 championship was introduced. That's nothing to be proud of. No. Um, no. And on the March 22nd, 1999 edition of Raw, Stone Cold drove to the ring with a beer truck and gave the beer bath to Vince Shane and The Rock. Yes. And this was also... So that all happened there. And this was also only one of two times the... Rumble match was for the championship, not that not a championship opportunity. It was for the championship. Flair had vacated the t- the title before this, so this match was for the championship. Only other time it occurred is in 2016. They did that again. Yes. So this was only the second one of two times that the Royal Rumble match uh, prize or you know the winner was declared champion. Look at us throwing out facts and shit. Holy fuck. Indeed. It's like we know what we're doing or something. Um, All right, man. Keep going. I just thought I'd throw that little uh, factoid in there while you were spitting facts. That's right. I won't spend too much time on this, but the opening match was the new foundation. Jim, the Anvil Nineheart, Noah Hart versus the Orient Express. Kato and Pat Tanaka. Kato being Paul Diamond. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. What was kind of interesting about this, like I said, I won't spend too much time on it. I always forget the early 90s matches that I watch him in. I always forget how quick Owen Hart was, like especially for everybody else that was in the WWF at that time. Right. He moved like a literally like a fucking rocket. He did a lot of cool moves. Like he even it was weird. He even did a suicide dive, which I didn't even think they did back then. And that was like a big move. That was like part of the build to the finish. Right. Was he took I think he took out Cato. I think it was. And then that led to them doing the heart attack. They won the match there. It was it was probably there was three tag team matches that uh, on the Royal Rumble show itself, and that was pretty easily the best one. Yeah, because nice. <laughs> I've, I've actually been watching a little bit of ECW from '94 because they have all the hardcore TVs and stuff on Peacock, and there's a lot of uh, Pat Tanaka on there, and he's. Kind of underrated. He could go. He's a pretty good wrestler. I actually think he's still refing somewhere in the Northeast. I believe he's still a ref somewhere. Um, he he might have retired, sure. but I think he might still be a referee at a small indie promotion. Might even be uh, where uh, Joey uh, Nemba might even be big time. Might nice. be very cool. But I know I've 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 heard his very name as a referee. Relatively recently. Oh, shit. My fucking nose is running. Sorry, folks. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, nasty. Got back on the blow. No. That might have me awake. 
No, it's the fir- it's it's fucking forty two degrees here in the morning, and it's fucking seventy five when I leave the office. So right. your fucking body is fucking in hell. So uh, if my nose keeps leaking, I'm gonna go get a paper towel. Yeah, Derek was saying he was seventeen, uh, nineteen ninety two, junior year of high school. Okay, so he was my age. Yeah. So Dirk, Dirk is my right, like right at my age. Dirk must have been 70, 75, 76. Okay, depending on a, you know when his birthday is. Indeed. Nice. Uh, Spoke. After this match, there was a Mountie promo, and he <laughs> did one of those classic '80s promos where he just screams a lot, and makes a lot of flexing motions. Yes. Which then leads to a Roddy Piper promo where he makes fun of him for pounding his chest and making a lot of muscle motions. So wasn't great for him. Uh, Monty said that he was going to take his integrity. Piper said that he could not take his integrity because he has none. How do you think he got this far? Great line. Uh, he said he was going to take Piper's manhood. Piper laughed and said, I'm here to wrestle. I don't know what you're here to do. <laughs> and then <after laughs> said that the Mounties been having dreams, most of them wet. <laughs> Good God, he was great, man. Piper was a fucking madman. Like when he was on that Bill Maher show, um, they were, I, I forget what they, they were talking about, but he put him in his place. I, I probably could find the clip and just play the audio of it. I was saying that not too long ago. Bill Maher is basically being like, well, you know, it's fake. What you guys are trying to portray mm. it as not being as it being real, but it's fake. And Piper stood up, pulled his pants down. There was like a giant scar on, I believe, his hip. And he's like, does that look fake to you? And so Maher kind of backed down a little bit. Robbie Heenan was there. Heenan was like talking circles around him. Like he fucking clowned Mar, which knowing what you know about Bobby Heenan, not much of a surprise. But yeah, he was they were doing a pretty good job of just running circles around him. He didn't come off looking all that great in that well, or segment show. Bill Maher is used to being the look, I'm, I'm I actually like Bill Maher. I, I actually I remember him from DC Cab. That was like the one of the it might have been one of the only movies he ever did. But uh, I remember him from DC Cab. I, I like Bill Maher, but he's used to being the kind of the wittiest guy in the room. And I think he kind of plans his show that way. When you've got Piper and Heenan, my God, dude, you cannot outwit those two guys. You've got fucking mic- microphone gold right there. A Bill Maher can't stop these two. No way. Right. No way. I, and they both on the defensive. So like it wasn't going good for <laughs> Bill Maher. It wouldn't have gone well for most people in that instance. No. You have two really smart, really quick-witted guys. Yeah. coming right up. And one Piper who just didn't give a fuck. That's right. So. Uh, so anyways, yeah, it was Roddy Piper versus the Mountie for the Intercontinental Championship. Because two days prior, there was a house show. Bret Hart was sick. He had 104 temperature. He was the Intercontinental Champion. He wrestled the Mountie. The Mountie beat him. So now the Mounties champion. You would have enjoyed this part in particular. They, uh, because it's the commentary team is Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, mm-hmm. which is just fucking gold. Yes. But you have Gorilla Monsoon trying to put over Bret Hart for being so valiant and tough to go out there, even with 104 temperature and wrestle for the fans. And he's in the middle of his tirade about that. He was like, you know, he, he, he wanted to be there for his fans and he wanted to be a fighting champion. Like right in the midst of this, Bobby Heenan just yells pansy. 
and it made, <laughs> it made me chuckle pretty hard. It was pretty wonderful. Um, Fucking Heenan, man. Steve Butler says he was 26 and just starting a new job in 1992. Old man Steve over there. Old man Steven. Holy shit. <laughs> By the way, I saw Steve. Uh, I did notice. I, I, I guess after um, IYH goes off, Stephen Butler does a little uh, live show. So uh, I noticed that. Check him out. How's that? Live show on Facebook, I believe. Check out LAH. Yeah, and them too. And them too. I saw. Uh, but I yeah, saw. not too much to say about this match. It was basically just a total squash. Piper went out and beat the Mountie pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It was uh, 522 was the exact time for that, but very little offense by the Mountie. Piper won. They're kind of teasing the idea that this could be the first time ever that somebody won two titles in a night. Mm. So they're kind of that might be Piper's night with he uh, he's also in the rumble there was a lot of teasing throughout this whole thing I mean you know I, I didn't watch that part but you could tell the whole time what was going to happen just by the commentary during even during the rumble there was a lot of teasing going on a lot of mentioning of the time Ric Flair had in that match like I said I had never seen this before so it was kind of cool for me that to, to watch it but uh that was that just some great shit and i know you're about to bring up a couple other great matches that i will go back and watch <laughs> no i'm not i'm about to bring up another match that happened but great match is not what i would call it. well uh I, definitely brother this is n- the bushwhacker nost- okay nostalgic match <laughs> i want to ask you and by extension i want to ask the chat i was 1992 like i said i was young what the fuck was it? that's a great question like can some his, and I'm not even trying to like be funny or like start something. I'm not trying to cl- like virtue signal or whatever. Was it supposed to be like kind of an anti-Semitic gimmick? Was he supposed to be like stereotypical Jewish? Because he's like doing like a stere- Jerry Lee Lewis type impression. A little, but he looks like he's supposed to try to be a nerd, but he's like also a slot. Like I was just a fucking confusing character. He like honestly in the middle of the match, he's eating a bagel. Well, I mean, bagels are fucking delicious. I'm 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 an everything bagel guy. <laughs> I mean, I love everything bagels. Um, oh, Stephen Butler, that's right. IYH is still on hiatus. I forgot about that. So he's been doing his own thing. Awesome, awesome, man. Always good to do that. So, yeah. Um, I don't really know. I, I gotta admit, I I took a little break during high school. Um, I was drinking a lot. I was partying a lot in high Makes school. Makes sense. Uh, pretty much what I do now, but I was skinnier. Um, hard to explain. I, I guess that's kind of what he could have been. Um, if he was, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, I, I, I don't know if he married his 15-year-old cousin or not. Um, but uh, that would have been. But not Jerry You mean Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis was the. I might have said did mean Jerry Lewis. Yeah, if you add the Lee Lewis, you're 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 talking about the uh the killer. Great balls of fire. <laughs> yeah, let's not big 15-year-old cousins anymore. Like we've, we've covered well. It was a different time in Memphis back then as they say. Um they stayed married. <laughs> He's taking the king too hard. They Jerry Lawler understands that. <laughs> Just shave your head, Lee. Just shave your head, Jerry Lee. <laughs> They'll never know you mm-hmm. anymore. 
I think I, I actually he he's 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 still he's still alive, Jerry Lee Lewis. He's still out there, not doing it anymore. But uh, I don't know, man. I I, I actually like that movie with him and uh, was it him and Winona Ryder? Great Balls of Fire. It's actually a very good movie. It actually, is it tells the whole the story of his life. So anyway, um, I don't know what to really say about Jameson. Horrible character is what it was. It was awful. <laughs> it was honestly the thing that surprises me is like there's all these like countdowns and YouTube you know videos and even the WWE does it about like here's some characters that were really awful that we regret. He's never on any of those, but he is like god fucking awful. Like I just I wanted to like fast forward through this shit so much. Because just his presence was like it's not the worst thing. Like the worst thing was that fucking puppet that they gave uh LOD. That was terrible. <laughs> that, I fucking hated that thing. Yeah. But he is a close second. Uh, all right. Well, keep rolling. <laughs> that being said, fucking <laughs> not a great match. Like, this is something that wouldn't have been good on Raw. It was on a pay-per-view. It was f- almost 15 minutes, 1456. Wow. Uh, about 1323 too long. Uh, Beverly Brothers won. No one cared. Anyways, moving on. The tag team. There's a tag team title match. Yes. You had the Natural versus the Legion of Doom. This is a lot better. Yes. Significantly better. A lot, lot better. Um, it was kind of cool because uh, you had you know the Legion of Doom being they're usually more like the kind of power team. They muscle their opponents around. They couldn't do that. So, like, in, in real time, you had to watch them kind of struggle to you know, re- ultimately realize that they couldn't slam Earthquake and Typhoon around like they're accustomed to and then sort of build a new game plan. Shit, um, we got to wrestle. What? Okay. <laughs> I will say, like, wrestling nowadays desperately needs, like, a natural disasters type tag team. Mm. Like, people, do two dudes that can move, but just two, like, big kind of fat dudes. Like we, I, like the closest thing that I could I could think of is like a couple of years ago, Heavy Machinery. Definitely, like that was like kind of the closest that we got to natural disasters. Yeah, a king is saying he had a huge crush on Winona Ryder, dude. I still have a huge crush on Winona Ryder. Um, I watched a movie last night she was in called Homefront with Jason Statham. I think I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's a, it's a, it's a Sylvester Stallone movie. I think it's from 2015. She was still hot. She still is hot. Wow. Anyway, sorry about that. I just I had to bring that up. Great in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Didn't really like the movie, but she looked great. That uh, she was in that one with uh, Adam Sandler. She was extremely hot. Mr. Deeds. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I saw that one. Great one. Um, great one. She is so cute in that movie. That's when he's rich, yeah. Yeah, he yeah becomes rich for a, a little bit, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, but I don't remember. I'm gonna turn my camera off for a second and go get a, go stop my nose, go blow my nose real quick. I'm tired of wiping my nose. Yeah, I'll go. be back in a second, dude. All right, keep rolling. There you go. I'll be right back. Yes, welcome I, I, to this I can still hear you. Mark kills time. Oh, he can still hear me. That's yeah. not going to stop me from singing. Um, I mean, if you, if you want to sing a song, go ahead. No, I, I don't really have too much more to say about this. This is cool because it's too, like, you don't see a lot of this nowadays. It's just two, like, big tag teams just beating the shit out of each other. That's basically what it was. It's a total brawl fest. 
Um, only problem with this was that it was too short, especially compared to the other match that was four to almost 15 minutes. This was under 10, 924, and it unfortunately ended uh, in a countout. So kind of anticlimactic. You had the Natural Disasters winning by countout, but of course, because it was a countout, they didn't win the titles. So they were furious. There was a little like backstage promo at the end that was pretty hilarious because they're they're managed by Jimmy Hart at this point. Jimmy Hart's threatening that they're going to sue. I think they're <laughs> going to sue Jack Tunney. And but you also have Earthquake and Typhoon being like, "We're going to get our lawyers and we're going to sue your asses." But they're these two like big giant men, and like their their biggest threat is litigation. It's pretty funny. Jack Tunney was all over this show, man. He was. There was a lot of Jack Tunney. He was. There he is right there, Mr. Jack Tunney. Oozing, oozing charisma every time he was out there. That's right. <laughs> All right, maybe not charisma. He was oozing something every time he was out there. <laughs> another, speaking of oozing charisma, um, that was another note that I had, was that the WWE always has, in some form or capacity, a... Uh, yeah, I forgot his name. They always have the, like their generic white guy, because they had they had Sean Mooney on here. He was mm-hmm. doing the uh, the what was the guy's name? He was like did the in your house shows. Adamly. He's backstage interviewer. I'm... Not Mike Adamly. No, not Adamly. Kevin. Kelly? Oh god. Kevin Kelly. No, no, he was the backstage interviewer. Damn it! I fucking I was Michael the Cole, white guy. A white Pengel, guy, Tom white Pengel. guy that fucking narrows it right there down. Oh, a white guy in the WWF. Hmm. Hold on. <laughs> that, that, but that was my point. Is that like all time periods they have their Todd Pettengill. Like you have Sean Mooney was like the pre. He was like the prototypical Todd Pettengill. So then you have Mooney, you have Pettengill, and then you have like Michael Cole, like you said, doing interviews for a minute. I don't know who their new generic white guy is, but I'm sure that he's somewhere around just lurking. Corey Graves. I suppose. It's Corey Graves. No, I'm sorry. He's the hipster white guy around. The hipster white guy. So, um, what else was, uh, what else was there? Was that it for that pre-stuff? That, in terms of matches, that was it. There was a couple of, uh, like backstage promos. You just had everybody like him talking about why they're going to win the Royal Rumble. Hogan's promo was pretty funny because he was, Saying that, like, in the Royal Rumble, there are no friends, but it's kind of like his experience, the WWF, because, you know, you always have your enemies coming at you, and you even have your so-called friends attacking you when you're not looking. And it's just like, Hogan's just like, at this point in time, it's just like, nobody likes me. And then he's like, Jack, he calls Jack Tunk corrupt. I don't even know what that's about. I'm sure that there's a reason, like, in storyline, but I, yeah. I didn't go back that far. But, yeah, Hogan, not a fan of Tunny. No, I must have snapped the worst picture of Hulk Hogan here, didn't I? I can think of worse photos with Hulk Hogan. Look at the gut. This looks like he's fat as shit. What did I do here? This literally, I took the you know the old Shift S on VLC to snap a, to do a screenshot. I took a horrible picture of Hogan. This one's a little better. Oh, well, I guess what had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's from the pay per view. Wow, he looks awful. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess we can get into the Royal Rumble match then a little bit. We start off with a real. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We literally start this match off with some nostalgia. 
Look how young that man looks right there. Look at this. Look at a fucking look at the fink. Of course. Oh man, looking young, looking refreshed, looking good. Light beaming off that forehead. God damn. This is a fucking good looking man right here, I'll tell you. I mean, that's part of the nostalgia trip that you alluded to. It felt really nice to hear Finkel again. It was. It was great to hear Finkel again. Um, and, you know, obviously, like we were saying, Jack Tunney even came out, like I said, just oozing charisma. This guy could... This guy probably starts fires when he talks. I mean, just this guy is so fucking boring. I'm just, I can't even fucking fake it. This guy is like, this guy is like watching mud dry. Not even, not even watching grass grow. Grass at least, at least will move a little, you know, with the wind. This guy is like watching <laughs> mud dry. I need to see. Maybe you can answer this for me, but I'm gonna look it up. Why, like? <laughs> How did he get a job? Like, did he already work for the... Okay. He was a Canadian professional wrestling promoter. Yep. Actually, uh, Steve Butler once again talking right here, talking about Maple Leaf wrestling back in the 70s and seeing Jack Tunney doing ring announcing. So, yeah, that's that. he kind of told us right there how he uh, kind of got in there. Once again, thank you, Stephen Butler. <laughs> oh, Jack Tunney, Jack Tunney. Since he's the old guy in, in, in the room. Usually I'm the old guy in the room. But uh, that was really cool to see, though. You know, Fink and Jack Tunney. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 pretty much this whole thing is nostalgia. You got Bulldog coming out first. Um, and then you get Ted DiBiase coming up. He comes out next. So it's those two starting the match. DiBiase's with Sensational Sherry. I mean, you're just... Dude, the more you watch this match, the more you're just, you can't help but go and look and go, he's still alive. Oh, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Oh, there's one that's still alive. It, it, it's, it's funny you said that because mm-hmm. I was watching, like I said, it was the whole show and they do like the beginning of like the, the, the you know, little video package of like people who's going to be in the Royal Rumble. And I was really happy because like the first five people they named were still alive. It was like Ted DiBiase. He's like, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Jake Roberts, still fine, fine. The Warlord, the Barbarian. He's like, okay, this is awesome. He's like, Rowdy Piper. Like, God damn it. I know, man. Son of a. I know, and and the more they just kept coming out, you're just like, holy fuck, man. This is like, this is crazy. Um, before even two minutes are up, we get uh, Davy Boy takes out Ted DiBiase. So he's just kind of standing there. But, uh, of course, we get Flair out third. Look at this man. Mm-hmm. Look at this, Mark. Look at him. <clears throat> you know, you just, you know, it, 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 if you watch something like this, just forget all the bullshit going on right now. Just fucking get it out of your head. Watch to watch. Don't worry about all the, oh, he's got this going on. Forget all that shit. Just forget it. It's from 1992 and watch. It'll make the show better, but Flair came out. And like I said, they kept telling the story pretty much through the whole match. Flair's been in this long. Flair's been in 30 minutes, 36 minutes, 25, 45 minutes. You kind of knew where it was going 
as they kept going throughout it. Um, next thing you know, uh, him and Davey Boy are mixing it up. Jimmy Hart comes out with Skaggs. Uh, Skaggs and Flair double up on Davey Boy. Davey makes a comeback. The crowd went fucking ape shit when Davey Boy hit that fucking double lariat. Holy shit. Well, the double clothesline. Mm-hmm. That crowd lit the fuck up. Uh, we get Haku. Basically, huh? What we're going to do real quick here is, as you mentioned names, I'm, I'm keeping up with everybody. I will tell you when they retired, and we're going to see if anybody is still active despite because Ric Flair retired this year. Uh-huh. How, how what the gap was between them when they retired and Ric Flair retired. Okay. Not going to do it for Davey Boy, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah, Ted different... DiBiase retired in 1993. <laughs> so significantly sooner than when Ric Flair retired. One year after this, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Is... That's crazy. Not his last year. All right, Haku. Now, apparently, uh, Haku, apparently, according to Wikipedia, because you said Sags was out there, yeah, no retirement for Sags. So theoretically, if Sags has a match within the next year or so, he can outlast Ric Flair. Poor Skaggs. Haku. Haku. No retirement. Haku is still in the game. He was, uh, I think, he had a match in New Japan or like New Japan Strong, not too long ago. I don't think. Anybody wants to try to retire Haku? <laughs> I ain't gonna retire that motherfucker. He may get mad at me. <laughs> no. So no official retirement date for Haku or for Sags. I can't imagine that Sags is still wrestling. Man. Like, Those two should have a fucking match and retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the last uh, like blip on his Wikipedia article is that he was released by TNA in uh, 2010. Wow. Someone actually took the time to fucking type that out. <laughs> March 29th, 2010, the Nasty Boys were released by TNA following an incident at a TNA function attended by Spike TV executives. I remember this. I remember this vaguely, but I think they got into a yelling match with someone almost yeah, started. I don't know. I do remember hearing about something like this. So... Mm-hmm. um. Shawn Michaels came out, of course. Right. Uh, go ahead, as the match is a going week, on. A week before this was the infamous barbershop window segment. Really? That close, huh? Wow. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was part of... It showed that before they had his like little Royal Rumble promo. Was It was him kicking Marty Jannetty, throwing him through the barbershop window. Um... Shawn Michaels retired March 28th, 2010. That's what Wikipedia says. So we're all just as a collective not going to acknowledge that that Saudi Arabia match ever happened. It, That's fine by it me. It did not happen in the United States. It didn't happen. That's right. <laughs> it was in parts unknown. It happened, happened in parts unknown. <laughs> That's right. Right there. There you go. Uh, let's see who else came out after that. We had... Um, all right, we had T- Tito Santana came out. Um, goes right after Flair. When when's that one? You're not gonna believe this. Retired 2019. He debuted in 1977. My man was in the game for a long time. 
Holy crap, man. That's ridiculous. That is a long time Bye. in the game. <laughs> and when, when did he retire? I, I, I missed that year. 2019. He was trained by Bob Orton. My God, man. That is a long career, dude. He um, was the father of Randy Orton, if you're curious. That's right. That's right. Man, I am dripping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I keep wiping my nose, but I'm, I'm like dripping here. Um, all right, who came out next after Tito Santana? The Barbarian came out after that. The Barb. No official retirement date. Okay. Okay. He does have seven kids, though. So that's. Oh my God! Well, Jesus Christ! I mean, the he can the guy. I don't know how the guy can barely fucking run with those goddamn tree trunk legs he has. Mm. Fucking guy is just a he built like Rhino, or Rhino was built like him. Actually, I guess you could say that. But um, Kerry Von Eric out next. We can leave that. Yeah, one. Yeah, no. What, what, let's just leave it alone. We can yeah, leave that no one alone, Smart. Everything went great for the Von Eric family. Move along. Let's no. Let's uh, Repo Man Billy Eady. I will say real quick though, no, it's not a bad thing. I always thought that he was like. Like as a child, I thought that that was the ultimate warrior without face paint because it just it looked like him. He it had like did. the same type of body, same type of build. You know, it's funny you say that when I he uh, when he came came out for a little second, I'm like, is that the fucking ultimate warrior? Like an old? I'm, I'm, I thought the same thing. I did. So yeah. I, I get where you're coming from because yeah, he does. He did have that that physique, that look, same thing. Definitely had the physique. So I see where you're going with that. Uh, Repo Man. Bill Eady. I believe this that was Bill Eady, right? kind of surprising. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2017. I will also say, though, that I realized that this match was made to get Ric Flair over. It was the most important part. Yes. This match, like, handedly got the Repo Man over for me. Because, like, it was fucking, it was amazing how he was moving around. Like, because he just kept, like, he was crouched down. He was sneaking along. He would, like, jump, like, he'd attack somebody from behind. And then he would turn around and, like, walk away before they could, like, attack him for it. Yeah. Yo, that's like, just right. watching was... him be a chicken shit. A lot of fun. Yeah, and that's right. That was Barry Darsow. Thank you, Steven. It was, yeah. Mr. Darsow. Yeah. My God, man. I cannot believe I am, like, I'm going to have to use my sleeve. I'm sorry. I'm glad my camera's not on me right now. Smart can still see me. <laughs> but that's it. Um, all right, so here you go. You see Repo Man out there. Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, Valentine, Nikita Koloff. You see all those guys out there right now. Um, so, okay, Greg the Hammer. Greg the Hammer Valentine, surprisingly, this fucking boggles my mind. Debut, 1970. Retirement 2019. Oh my God. Nikolai Volkov. I can't fathom watching it right in 2019. Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Let's bring her on up. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's no retirement date. So apparently he's technically still in the game. Debut 1967. Dude, we got some matches to put on here. Uh, actually, he is not still in the game. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, I got a sweatshirt on. It'll definitely go in the washing machine uh, as soon as I'm done with this show. 
Um, I might actually take it off and use it, to be honest with you, in a minute or two here. Uh, so, okay. Nikolai Volkov, he didn't last long at all in this match. Okay. <laughs> he was not long in this match at all. Um, most people lasted pretty long. He was one of the, the, the few that weren't in very long. But, you know, Big Boss Man came in after this. Again, we can hold off on that one, too. Um, to a pretty... Yeah, pretty good babyface pop for him, by the way. Uh, Repo Man got eliminated. Um, Kerry got eliminated. Flair, they mentioned once right here, been in 22 minutes. Been in 22 minutes here. So you knew what was going on here. Um, Just by that. So there you go. You get Flair and Boss Man right there. Flair, of course. Flair did a lot of begging off and a lot of cartoon falls in this in, in this match. Just basically as a resting time. He was in the match for over like almost an hour. Over just over an hour, I think. You know what? The match went a, a one hour and nine minutes. And he was third. So take six minutes off, right? Yeah. No, four minutes because he was third out. So he lasted an hour. They always play it hard. Do what? I was going to say, they always kind of like fudge the numbers a little bit with the Royal Rumble timing. Take it for whatever it's worth, but according to Wikipedia, he was in there for an hour and two seconds. That's Ric Flair. Okay. Well, that's with the entrance and this and that. He did get out of the ring a couple of times. That makes sense. That's That makes yeah. sense. Yes, King, RIP, Big Boss Man, Ray Trailer? Was that his name? think so Ray trailer yeah definitely definitely rest in peace I loved his character man I did he was such he was he was a badass dude I I I liked boss man I always thought he was good um fucking shamed in the attitude era where he just became like almost cartoonishly evil yes like the fucking big the big show you over here crying about your old dead daddy it was so fucking amazing. Him just dragging the big show on the fucking coffin. Like him feeding Al Snow his dog. Yes. Like, it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, great, great stuff, man. It was great stuff, man. Such good shit back then. Um, exactly. Now, Hercules came out smart, and this crowd did not give a fuck. I actually think they all went to go get a hot dog during this. During this entrance, it was so quiet when he came out. Um, now, after this, um, everyone in this match was eliminated except for Flair and Bossman. And that, that's actually where this picture is from right after everyone gets thrown out of this match. So basically, these two were alone in the ring, and Flair got rid of Bossman right here. So Flair just had a little bit of a break. And this is where. Piper comes out and holy shit did this crowd fucking light the fuck up Flair bumped like a fucking maniac for 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 Piper here I don't know if you know if you caught it but Flair had no problem bumping for anybody and he just he threw himself around the ring like he was getting killed for Piper I just such greatness with those two, just the way they worked. I, I loved it, man. Every minute of it, I loved. 
Yeah, it was nice. It was nice that they sort of, like you said, cleared the ring out a little bit so they could actually have some room to do some stuff together. Yeah, they cleared the ring out a lot for that. Um, so, all right, Piper. And we get, uh, after that, we get uh, Jake Roberts. Right, as Piper has flair in he a sleeper. A Go ahead. He did something that was kind of cool because his entrance, he, like, he runs down to the ring. Like Piper, He gets Piper's attention. Piper kind of looks at him. He runs down to the ring, and then right when he gets to the apron, he throws his hands up and just sort of backs off and then slowly gets in the ring. He's like, yep, no, I, I, don't, I don't need to rush this shit. Like, you'll, you will, I will get in when I decide I get in. Right. Because you had everybody else, they were just barreling down. And, like, Jake just, like, he started, he did the, he ran down there, but then he just faked everybody out and just be like, yep, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> he sat in the corner, watches Flair pass out, and then gets up and goes after both of them. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, I ain't in no hurry. Might as well here take the guy out for me. What do I give a fuck? I loved it. Every it's just there. I'm not saying wrestling today is missing psychology and storytelling. These guys were just on another level at this time with storytelling, psychology, and it's, I mean that's why we loved this. You know, this era. These guys. They could do things, you know, they, they could just go in the ring and it was so believable at the time. I don't know, man. Just like I said, this was such a nostalgic show to watch. It was so great. I haven't done that in a while, gone back and watched an old show. Uh, then Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out to a huge pop. When was he? He uh, debuted 1979. Oh, my God. No official date of retirement yet. Technically, still in the game. Really? Well, two minutes later, I think, that, you, I think you like. Yeah. So. And then two minutes later, that that uh, that that pop died down when IRS came out. Uh, I got no problem already. with the guy, but what? Just already sweaty, just walking to the ring, just covered in sweat. <laughs> I mean, oh, Bray's daddy, Bray's daddy. Uh, how how all right um so flair at this point was you know still in the match he, this he was on his third cartoon fall at this point and then snooka came down to a killer crowd reaction oh <laughs> oh oh dear uh <laughs> irs <laughs> You know, you had to know I was going to go there. You didn't. You didn't think I would. I know you were going there, but I am very happy that you got there. I'm glad that you took us there. I appreciate that. I thought you would. I, well, I was going to make the joke of being like they were running down people in the rumble and they're like Rowdy Piper. And I got sad. And then they were like Jimmy Snuka. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I was like, Ed. I, I, even, I thought that was a little bit too much, but, you know, fair enough. If we want to go there, we can go there. I am more than happy to go there. Uh, no one's laughing in the chat. God damn it, you people. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and so anyway, the t- Undertaker comes out. And I got to admit, right. well, that one we kind of know. I really, first of all, it's so weird seeing the way Taker's been coming down to the ring. And suddenly we get to see him with all the lights on, no lights going off. And I honestly forgot. The quickest what? I've ever seen in my life. It, it I was going to say it's definitely. the quickest 
trends I've ever seen. And I forgot how much of a Scooby-Doo villain he looked like. He really looks yeah, like you could rip a mask off him and it would be, you know, Mr. D- D- Jenkins or something. <laughs> With the, 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 I don't know. I just sat there going, I forgot how much of a fucking, he looks like a fucking Scooby-Doo villain. Got the big perm just going on. Up. He had the perm mullet. He didn't just have a perm. He had a perm mullet. It was beautiful. And the gray gloves. I don't like yeah, the gray gloves were weird too, but because it's supposed to look like he was digging in the dirt. That makes sense. I just like the purple better, I think. The purple suited him. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, over 32 minutes for Flair right here, folks. Over 32 minutes. There you go. And then Macho Man comes out. Fucking crowd is going goddamn nuts. And then he takes out Jake. And I know you caught this. I know everyone has seen this caught. He jumped over the top rope and eliminated himself, number one. Number two, he landed right on Jake's chest with both feet from the fucking top rope to the floor. Yeah, the, the originator, the inventor of the double stomp, Macho oh, Man Randy Savage. Dude, that looked fucking painful. I should have grabbed a picture of that. But that looked like he it fucking, fucking hurt. Threw himself out of the ring. Yeah, and he definitely eliminated himself. So Taker slides out of the ring. Okay, like right when this is all happening, like he knows what he's going to do. He slides out of the ring and he just starts fighting with, with Macho Man. He throws him back in and they just let the match go. Heenan like had it like was fucking doing double time trying to explain how and why this made sense. He was just like, well, I guess because he he threw himself over and, and nobody threw him over. They, I guess he's still in the match. Then yeah, he's like, all right, well, good enough. Like yeah. I, that's better the best you can do. Good enough for now. That'll work for now. That mm-hmm. that works. But no one said shit. Um, Forty five minutes for Flair. Forty five minutes. So again. The story is being told the whole time. Um, there's a bunch of... Uh, there's kind of a lull in the entrance here. We get kind of who Smark was mentioning. The Berserker, Virgil, Colonel Mustafa. You know, that's the lull. <laughs> Virgil comes out. Bobby Heenan says that there's already been 22 guys in the match. Imagine how many fucking imagine how many bags Virgil went through in the locker room, <laughs> which sounds like a like offensive joke until you realize that it's Virgil and he probably did steal some shit from people. Probably, good couple minutes, couple dollars. That's right. He's making that fuck money. There you go, man. Um, so the like I said, Berserker start there. When did mm-hmm. he retire? Uh, the Berserker, he retired, let's see, 1998. Oh, not far. Not far after this. Not too much longer. Uh, Virgil, uh, he never retired, uh, I don't think. I don't no, think you... as far as I know, he was... Uh... Oh, no, it says he retired in 2019. Really? Okay, okay. Colonel Mustafa? Uh, Colonel Mustafa, we were shy. He did not have the tab open for him yet, but I will... Uh, 2010. That, of course, is the Iron Sheik. Ah, 
All right. All right. Cheeky baby. There you go. There you go. All right. So then we had the last. Which six. is good. Was the Iron Sheep, and I was like, "Am I just racist?" And then I looked at the Wikipedia article. It's like the Iron Sheep. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> Am I just racist? It looked just like him, but it was like, "All right, if it's, if it's not him, it's not him." But I'm glad you questioned yourself. I guess. I mean, the answer is probably still yes, but in this instance, I just it was the Iron Sheep. Yes, yes, yes. You're yeah, you're correct. But um, all right. So here we go. We get the last six, Mark. So we get Rick Martell. We'll start there. Rick Martell. March 23rd, 1999. Wow. Hulk Hogan. Uh, not soon enough. Let me see. Um, official retirement, January 27th, 2012. Oh, my Lord. Skinner. Skinner. Skinner retired in 2001, but what makes me laugh is that like they get to like they get it to like number 20, and I believe it's Gorilla Monsoon and commentary that's like, all right, we we're about to see some real heavy hitters because we still have Hulk Hogan left, we still have uh-huh. you know fucking uh, Stead still left, and he's just naming like these people that haven't showed up yet, and then like one of the next guys out is Skinner, and it just made me laugh. I was like, this is wonderful. That yeah, no kidding. Then Sergeant Slaughter. Who was Sergeant all, Slaughter looking rough? 2014. He, wow, because he was looking rough. He, Even at good. I was gonna say, even at that point, you're saying he's looking rough. I thought he looked pretty rough here. Yes, absolutely. Um, Sid Justice. Sid ever have a retirement match? I don't think he did. As uh, listed as August 5th, 2017. Okay. Okay. And last, you know, they always bring out the big guns for last, Smark. The Warlord. That's right. <laughs> no official retirement. He apparently is still in the game. Lives in Florida, still goes to the gym every day. Of course. My friend goes to the same gym he goes to. Said the guy's still in there fucking lifting and looks pretty much looks the same, just with a little older. But is still jacked, is still fucking huge, is still just goes to the gym every day still. So there's a little. So he's not out there like in dream stuff where he's like fighting the employees at the gym? No, not yet. Um, he hasn't hit that age yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Very good. Oh, shit. Anyway, we get. Um, Hogan came in, of course. He's, he's fucking up everybody. He comes out, he takes out this one, he's taking out that one. He takes out fucking the Berserker, and he rips his shirt off. I really did get a bad gut shot there. I mean, that looks, I mean, he looks like fucking really bad. I can't believe I snapped that picture. It's so bad. I'm not kidding. I'm keeping that picture. (laughs) Hey, Hogan, 1992. What the fuck is that on the right side of your chest? Okay. Right there. You see that, Smark? Right there. Huh. That is weird. That bump right there? That's weird. That is weird. I'm telling you, man. Hogan was a little out of shape in this, it looks like. But anyway, (laughs) he rips off his shirt. Hacksaw gets thrown out. Martell dumped out. Skinner. Sid launched Sergeant Slaughter. 
launched. Sergeant Slaughter hit the corner of the turnbuckle and threw himself out of the ring, basically. Did, did, did you catch that? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. He just, like, lunged himself out of the fucking ring. I was shocked by that. So we get that, and then next thing you know, Piper takes out IRS. Warlord's gone. Sid pushes out Piper and Martell. And then... Which is sad, because whole one of the stories they were telling like the mini story was the potential of Piper winning two titles in one night and then he didn't even get like eliminated by himself he just got like dumped over along with Martel by Sid yeah yeah they were both leaning over and the next thing you know Sid dumps them both out of there then he gets rid of Macho with a little help from Flair (laughs) real quick this is the final four so the final Uh four was Hogan Piper or not Piper sorry Hogan you had Hogan you had Savage you had Flair, you had Sid. Like, this is very much one of those cases where one of these things is not like the others. Yeah, fucking Sid. Um, I couldn't believe this. I, I just, literally, I'm screaming at the screen, don't jump, just don't jump. Okay. okay. <laughs> Stay <laughs> off the top. Stay <laughs> off the middle rope. Don't jump. All right, so here we go. We get a, uh, basically, and then Sid... Dumps Hogan out. And Hogan is rip shit. The crowd is going fucking nuts. And Hogan starts pulling on Sid's arm. Well, Flair catches it. Flair throws him over. And that's it. Flair wins the Rumble. And the championship. So Hogan gets in the ring. And they're yelling back and forth. Flair is just walking back up the ramp, you know, in Flair style. And we see Sid get up behind. Yeah. And then we see Sid. He gets up behind Hogan. And I do have to admit, Smart, this was a good pull apart between them. Sid smashes him and pushes him a little bit. This was a pretty decent pull apart. And these are two fucking giant men, too. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was a good pull apart, but it's like a little bit kind of sad because it's kind of typical Hogan fair of like it still has to be about Hogan even when it's not about Hogan oh yeah because it's like it's Ric Flair's moment and then it's like all right get the fuck out of there so continue this feud between Sid and Hogan like you know you all right I see that I see that but after this we got the whole thing you know after that whole pull apart was I mean we had Flair cut a hell of a fucking promo right here with Jack Tunney um not well, not with Jack Tunney, just by himself. Um, I'm tempted to play it, but I know we'll get fucking booted for it, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, he cut an incredible mm-hmm. promo here. Of course, we had this is one of the the, the crazy Ric Flair pictures. Look at look at look at look at Heenan. Look, it's been perfect. My God, we got to see a little bit of Mister Perfect too, man. It was just, it was such a fun show to watch. Just a good nostalgic show. It was fun. And I saw earlier they were having the chat that a lot of people didn't want Flair to win. They were looking for Sid to win it back then. And I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> I don't know who these people are. I was going to ask you that. Like, if you rebook it and you had to have somebody else win it, if you couldn't pick Flair, who would you pick? Because I was thinking, I was thinking Piper yep. or Savage, but people wanted Sid to win. It's interesting. Yeah, it seems like it. 
Some people did. I'm sure there are people that would have not minded Savage or anyone else winning, uh, especially about Piper at the time. Piper, they were they were pissed when Piper was out too. But it was probably going to be either Hogan or Flair at the time. Hogan was still, okay. like you said, making everything about him. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I shit. We got such a good promo out of Flair after that. I loved it. I loved it. I, I love the old he Flair said that promos. It was the greatest. You broke up for that whole thing. What was that? Uh, he said that in the promo, he said it was the greatest day of his life. Like you mentioned, Heenan's behind him. That He deserves credit, too, in his own right, because people talk about Flair's performance while he was in there for essentially the entire match. Hmm. Came in at three, so not the complete, but more or less. Heenan, the entire time, from start to end, he is just like freaking out over the prospect that Flair might lose. Because apparently, he, like the storyline is, that he had a lot of money on Flair. Yeah. So like his fortune was hedged. On, like he was linked in with Flair. So he comes out at number three, and like Heenan's about to cry, and then he ends up like making it to the final four. And you just like as time goes along, Heenan's optimism grows bigger and bigger. And then when Flair wins, Heenan's just over the moon. So you just have like an hour of just Heenan just at full fucking speed. Wow, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, and you're right. We did, he, dude. The, between the 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 commentating, the everyone we saw, I just thought it was a fun show to watch. I'm I'm really glad we were we were tasked to do that. Thank you, Nick, for doing that. Um, definitely was fun to watch that show. <clears throat> Excuse me. My God, man, I'm fucking dying here. <laughs> but uh, sorry to hear. No, I'll, I'll be fine. But um, I like I said, man, I thought it was just a really fun show to watch. I, I It's just great watching all the guys that, you know, we got some of the guys that aren't here anymore. Some of the guys have, you know, long since retired. And it was just great to see a lot of them, you know, in their prime, doing their thing. And it was it was it was a good match. I liked the Royal Rumble match. It was fine with me. Yeah, everyone's complaining about the picture-in-picture. Mm-hmm. God, I've been complaining about picture-in-picture since they fucking started it. They do three-quarters of the fucking screen and the fucking commercial, a quarter of the fucking screen, plus they got bullshit going on on the top and bottom. I'm telling you, they take advantage. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Definitely. Sometimes I think it's how they try to boost their ratings, let people watch Indeed. longer. I mean, there, there's got to be a compromise. Like a segment or two that you can cut out so that you could just have like matches in their entirety. Yeah, or maybe have a couple shorter matches. We don't want to be like WWE. Sounds like. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with you there, man. So All right, I guess we can uh does that mean we get into AEW? Let's do it. Is that what it means? We get into AEW? It sounds like a plan. Why is that picture so low? It's craziness. That's craziness right there. I don't know. I don't know why it's so low. I can't tell you. Here. There we go. That's better. (laughs) Okay. So there you go. There's some of the stuff that was going on tonight. Um, Right there, you had uh, Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Moxley versus Penta. FTR back in the fucking ring finally on AEW. Didn't matter. Uh, versus, I, I I can't call them that. They're it's Keith Lee and Swerve. 
Danielson and Sammy Guevara, Rio and Jamie Hayter. Those are pretty much the only matches on the show that I can remember. Um, but I do got to say, they they all as they usually do on this show, they open up fucking hot with the uh, Wheeler and Claudio versus uh, Jericho and Garcia match. Claudio with the double swing. Put one on his shoulders, one on the ground. Did his best. It wasn't. didn't look like it worked out as well as he thought it was going to. But I thought that was pretty fucking cool right there, man. It was. It was. It was. It was pretty cool to see. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Claudio did pick up the win. I thought he got a very, what's uh, the word I'm looking for? Decisive. Very fucking, like he, he had a lot of offense in this match throughout it. So mm-hmm. I was a little shocked. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting that really, to be honest with you. And boy, did we get a lot of Renee Paquette on this show. We got Renee Paquette like you've never seen Renee Paquette before. We got her all night long. Now, would you, know you be I'm... willing to say that it was packed with Paquette? Yes. I'd like to pack Paquette. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, pack and take her on a nice trip somewhere she'd like to go. That's what I meant, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn right. That's exactly what I meant. Pack her clothes neatly and take her on a trip wherever she wanted to go at that time. Neatly pack her clothes. <laughs> Very neatly. To, to put cover up the chloroform. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Anyway, she's backstage for the first time tonight. We see her, and she lives uh, with Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson didn't look happy. He's starting to get that uh, that heel look going a little bit. He's getting the hair a little 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 frizzier, a little longer. He tells us why he's frustrated. Um, Yuta comes up, gets in his face a little bit. They're kind of going back and forth a little bit. Claudio breaks him up, and here comes Regal. And you, nobody's fucking with Regal, right? Uh, pretty much, it just kind of went back and forth. Claudio basically said, "Y'all need to just sit down and talk this shit out like adults." He's probably right. That makes way too much sense. Um, now, did you catch this little video we saw on the uh, Bucks and Omega Smart? Yes. Almost like they were being the- what, like Thanos snapped away. That, yeah, that's pretty much what everybody was saying on Twitter. It was just that there was one person that Brian Cage was going to bring back his Lucha Underground gauntlet, mm. like where you had like basically the fucking Thanos Infinity gauntlet on Lucha Underground. That's how they were going to end up getting the uh, lead back. Okay. Well, I got a little picture of what it kind of went through here, went through a few little snapshots, and you know, everywhere they were just kind of like fading away, like dissolving into thin air. Which leads me to believe they're probably coming back sooner rather than later. I, I wonder if this is like kind of a red herring or a bait and switch or something where like obviously they're gonna come back soon. But if it was if it's meant for somebody else, like it's some other debut or return or something. That could be a good little swerve, I guess. A little swerve. That could that could be swerve. it, but this AEW is definitely the kind of company that they'll tell you 
this is okay. Here's what we're doing. And then they do something else. I could see them coming back in like two or three weeks with these videos playing. I could see that. Yeah. I definitely could, but pretty cool little video. I thought, um, Cool and strange at the same time, I guess you could kind of say. But it was definitely a cool little video. So then we got uh, Shivoni backstage. I'm like, my God, why not just use Renee? Uh, we got Shivoni backstage with all of JAS. They are screaming. They are pissed off. Jericho is pissed off and issues an open challenge to any former ROH champion next week. Got any ideas? Okay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> How great would that be, though? The if you had like Loki try to shoot Jericho and then Hager had to come in and fuck him up, like that would be compelling television. Well, the bad part is you're going to get your ass beat by, by fucking Hager in a purple hat. I don't think he's exactly. Taking, I don't think he's, you know he's not taking that hat off. Honestly. It, it, it's it's a real long shot, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Uh, like their first, ex- I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they bring out Xavier, who was just like their first champion, and that was his only name. It wasn't like Xavier Woods or like I don't know where the fuck he is. I don't think anybody does, but I'm sure that they could dig him out of whatever hole he's residing in at the moment. I really wasn't expecting them to bring in Xavier Woods, by the way. Although her and Paige having a, or him and Paige having a little. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that would be great. We brought him in for the trios like match. Page... <laughs> what? I'm sorry. We we brought him in for. The I was trios. no. I was gonna say that. Go ahead. Ah, that, it's the juice is not gonna match the squeeze at this point. But it would be great if like Paige started like you started getting these like, I know what you did last summer type things, where like Paige is like she's like backstage and it's like I still know like written on a mirror or something, and like it just leads up to Xavier Woods debuting. It's like yep. There still you go. I think Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods should start a, uh, they should be a tag team. They can call themselves the triple threat. <laughs> they could, that's a good one, too. They could do the little, like, fucking, like, Stone, like, Pillman and Austin used to do when they were the WCW tag team. They were doing, like, the camera motion. Uh, yep. They could do uh, Swap and Pop. There's a good tag team name right there. Swap and Pop. You like that one? The swap and pop. Oh, there's slop. You could do that. I, 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 okay, there you go. Um, and they'd have to come down to the to the ring with an unknown cameraman, just some guy in a mask with a camera behind him. Mm-hmm. You never see him. The camera's just giant, and you never see him. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, they could be a trios team with a cameraman as the fourth. There's still no word on who that cameraman was. Wasn't there always a rumor it was Ryback or something? Yeah, I think there was that rumor. I think he immediately would have put that out by now to to gain some attention. Oh, everyone loved it. <laughs> something. Everyone loved Elmo getting a COVID shot on the commercial tonight. <laughs> I'm like, I there needs to be duality to that. I think there needs to be like a segment where Grover's just like, you know, I'm not sure. I think it might be a hoax. <laughs> Got to be Grover. 
<laughs> Fucking Oscar the Grouch. Mm-hmm. That would be a more <laughs> I live in a garbage can. Uh, what the fuck I need that be. for? Okay. <laughs> Big Bird might need that motherfucker. I'll tell you that. The bird flu and shit, you know? No, you didn't get that. All right. So anyway, we uh, <laughs> we go right to... Swerve and Keith Lee. I cannot say that name. I think they're I, that name is awful. It's horrible. I would rather call them Pride and uh, Proud and Powerful if that was their name. That is a better name than Swerve in Our Glory. No, no, it's awful. Swerve and Keith Lee. I'm going with that versus FTR. I mean, look. Hey, like I said, Smart. It was great to see FTR back on television, wasn't it? Sure. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the acclaimed came out they grabbed some chairs and sit up at the top of the ramp for the uh for a great view of the match uh, you get swerve keith lee they win this one and i mean ftr people have been literally you know that they tell you people are clamoring for things a lot and they're really not People have literally been saying, put them back on TV, put them back on TV. They put them back on TV, and they fucking lose. What? I know you're trying to build okay, Swerve. Man. and the... Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. That, that's it. That's okay with me. I mean, they can have them lose as much as they want to. I mean, look, I'm not the biggest fan either, but the crowd is behind them. So... This is what he does. This is what he's doing. I don't get it. Fucking Tony. Fucking Tony Khan. Um, but the ass boys decide to come out and attack FTR. The acclaimed comes in, breaks it up. They're now scissoring with chairs. Oof, that sounds dangerous. Well, I mean, you have to, you know, you have to step it up. You have to step up your scissoring game. Once again, Renee Paquette backstage with Soraya. I love that jacket she wears. Uh, just looks great. Britt Baker interrupts. Renee starts getting a little pissy here. Dude, she got a ton of TV time. She had more TV time than anyone on this show tonight, I think. That probably means that her contract is pretty. I would say she ain't she ain't gonna have no problems. No problems. But, I mean, we come back from commercial, and look, guess who it is again? Renee Paquette with MJF. It's, and this was actually a real commercial. This wasn't even a fucking, this wasn't even a picture in picture. So MJF comes out, says the devil has arrived in Virginia. Wait till they go to Georgia. The devil goes back, go, devil goes down to Georgia. Uh, that'll be fun. The devil went down to Georgia. You're looking for a soul to steal. Fucking awesome. MJF having like a fucking fiddle contest with like the blade or something. A fiddle? I could not see MJF just playing a fiddle, just looking, give it. Wait a minute. Where's that picture? With this look right here. This pissed off look. Where's my fiddle? Give me my fiddle. I need my fiddle. (laughs) Okay. So. Oh God! <laughs> he was in a bond. He was oh, yeah. Christopher Cage have cut a promo on Thunder Rosa. She did. It was in an episode of Swerve City, the podcast. Yeah. Everyone was upset about it. 
Yeah, she did a little bit. Everyone is upset about it, but she didn't actually mention her by name, did she? Uh, you I know, I don't I think don't she did. Know, honestly, I just remember. I just the arms about it. I don't think she mentioned her by name, but uh, anyway, like I said, we're MJF just doing MJ. Uh, dude, Dirk, I was gonna say. Dude, he had CM Punk fucking eyes. He looked like he hadn't slept in fucking months. I totally caught that too, Dirk. That his eyes were not even black; they were like red and black. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man! Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um. Oh, okay. She did use uh the name, and then it was cut out later. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Kane. Thank you, Christopher Kane. I appreciate that. Thank you for stopping by the chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, but I, I, I got to tell you, I thought MJF and Renee really had like good chemistry. MJF literally making fun of her husband right in front of her. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. But look at his eyes. You can see it here. They're bulged underneath and red. Oh, my God. I mean. Him and Tony Khan are doing some team building. <laughs> he was up partying with Tony all night, drinking White Claw and snorting Coke. Mm-hmm. My God, that would just get you fucking, that would just make you have to pee. That wouldn't even get you drunk. That's horrible. I had one White Claw, so I'm not an expert. I had two sips of one White Claw. That's as much as I've gotten. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah, I had two sips of one, and I was like, nope. And I love, like, flavored seltzer water. <laughs> I drink it every day. But that stuff does not taste like fucking seltzer water. It tastes like liquored up seltzer water. Give me, you might as well give me a fucking malt liquor. I'm happier. I will I will drink malt liquor over that any <laughs> MJF bit by a zombie. Possibly Dirk. <laughs> MJF put bit by a zombie. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So as we're going through this, like I said, I thought these two had great chemistry together tonight. Um, I I thought they were actually funny. MJF making fun of Moxley. The walk was perfect. Was perfect. Did he say, I'm going to drink his piss? Did did I hear him say that? As when he was making fun of Moxley. I can't imagine that's what he is. Yeah. MJF got some great lines. So once again, we get. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that was part of he, he did an impression of Moxley, and he said he was talking about mashing bones and drinking piss. There you go. I didn't catch it all. I got. I I really didn't. And I'm glad. I, I thought I heard that line, and I'm like, I'll just ask Mark when I get it. Um. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought th- they were great tonight, though. Those two were great tonight. I really thought they were. That 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 was pretty cool. But. Uh, MJF brings up Regal and he starts talking about his ring. He says he will not use that ring against Moxley. He will not. Um, and then Stokely comes out. Now remember, folks, last week he warned Stokely not to keep interrupting him. Stokely comes out and MJF basically tells him, stay fuck away from me and Moxley. He wants Moxley at his best. Oh, whatever. And then after that, we get Maria and Mike Bennett are back with Matt Tavitt. 
What? I. M- Mike. Be- <laughs> he took her. Exactly. She. He. We. I, they. They never last long in a company. Anyone ever noticed this? There's a pattern here. They don't last long. So hopefully they did a short fucking no. contract. Not that th- that wasn't a shot at Mike Bennett. Maybe a, a little. I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't a shot at Mike Bennett. The little part. Maybe a a, a, a tiny bit. That wasn't a shot at him either. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Smart. Get me out of this. Okay. You're just going to let me fucking burn here. I see it. Hey, that's a tough pill to swallow. People were talking about them potentially cooling off on Wardlow. Okay. It's like, yeah, maybe they're making a big deal out of nothing. But then tonight they announced that on Plantage it was going to be Wardlow versus Matt Taven. And I was like, oh, they they big time cooled down on Wardlow. They're throwing fucking ice cubes at Wardlow at this point. They, they should have Glacier just stand next to him at a promo. Like, they fucking... That man is frozen. If you're having matches with Matt Taven, like, that, it's it's over. It's over. They're throwing ice cubes at him at this point. Matt Taven. Oh, shit. Anyway, they're having a match for the... And I believe it's for the TNT title. Right. Yeah, they're they're using Matt Taven to promote Rampage. Well, yeah, well, Sammy Guevara, <laughs> he's out there with uh, with Tay Mello. Um, he's it's him against Brian Danielson, dude. This was a crazy match, as I thought it was going to be. Um, Guevara with the fucking crazy backflip off the fucking top rope down to the floor and lands in a pose. That was. That was hilarious. And Tay adding to it with the kiss on the cheek right after it. Just, dude, the guy knows he's got a fucking face that you want to punch. And they're finally letting him just fucking work into it. They're letting him just go with it. People want to fucking beat you up. You've got that kind of Miz thing about you. Roll with it. Just roll with it. So I'm fucking loving it. I fucking loved it. I thought this was a fucking great, brutal match, as King just said. I agree with him. And um, Danielson ended up getting the win, um, making Sammy pass out in the triangle choke. I don't know if you caught this, but it's almost like... So you remember the whole thing with him and Andrade was the fact that Andrade hit too hard, right? was where the whole thing started. That's what uh, Andrade was bitching about that on a podcast, I believe. You think Daniel yeah. Bryan, his kicks are any fucking less? I think his kicks are worse than Andrade. It's almost like Sammy Guevara did this match as a fuck you to Andrade because his chest was beaten fucking bloody almost. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Like, I could see that maybe as being like his attempt to try to maybe rehab his image. I don't know if he's self-aware enough or smart enough or if he cares enough about his image to try to do that. But I, I, I it's potentially that could have been what happened. It's like, I all can... right, like the internet thinks I'm a pussy, so I'm going to get into this like sort of hardcore striking match. It's, it's possible. Well, I mean, we've seen good matches from Sammy Guevara. It's not like this is his first good match. We've definitely seen good matches, but this one, 
I mean, Daniel Bryan, when he lays those fucking kicks in, he lays those fucking kicks in. We've seen that before. Everyone he does it to. It's just, you know, it's kind of funny they put him in the ring with Daniel Bryan right after that comment from Andrade. Again, I could be fucking reaching here. This could be, this could have nothing to do with nothing. But it uh, to me, it just almost seemed like, like it was a little bit of a screw you. I can take the hard hits. Maybe. Maybe. Again, I could be completely it's wrong. Possible. Anything's possible, of course. Like you said. So, if we haven't had enough of her, more Renee Paquette. I, you can put her on TV all fucking night for all I care. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's uh, Phoenix with Alex Obrahentes. I think that's good enough. I love that fucking guy. I, I think he's great. So, Christian and Lu- uh, what? 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 It is so fucking weird. It well, it's so weird. Like he has two jobs. Job one is he is Pentagon's manager. I guess mm-hmm. manager of Death Triangle. Job two, he sells shit on QVC. Uh huh. So it's fucking wild. To- be like flipping channels or whatever or to like be online and to see him selling fucking hp computers like he's not a host on qvc but he'll like show up there and like sell hp computers like you can look it up he's on there and he has like in the background he has like aew titles he has like the trios title he has like the world title the background there's like a sting action figure a pentagon man like it's fucking like it is wild wow that's cool that's cool, and he's and computers. That's in, he looks like he's a computer guy, kind of. Yeah, he looks like he has, he has some computer knowledge. That's cool. That's pretty cool, man. Right. So, um, but they're back. That Christian and Luchasaurus interrupt. Uh, we get Orange Cassidy, and he just came in once again. Another guy with just all the charisma in the world. <laughs> Guys talking about this. Let's do this. So, from what it sounded like to me, that's a three-way. Indeed it is. Yeah, they announced that. Um, I can't remember if it's for Rampage or if it's for Dynamite next week. But ironically, still, Orange Cassidy being completely apathetic, still a better promo than Wheeler Yuta. I saw a little bit of fire in Yuta tonight. I like picking on him. He's getting better, but it's just fun to make fun of him. No, I didn't say he was on fire. I said I saw a little fire. And yeah, I, 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 it was, it was, it, it's a compliment, but he could use a few shots. That's of, not one of those battery candles where it looks, but it's actually just plastic flickering, like the little LED. It's not going to warm you up. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I saw, I don't know, man. I, I I saw a little fire in the guy. I think he could use a few shots of whiskey maybe before he does a promo. Um, maybe a cigarette. <laughs> that would actually be a fucking great idea if you just have like there's a segment where like early on in the show, Regal's like, all right, we need to figure out a way to get some charisma into you. I know a trick. And then, like, they go to commercial, and then after the commercial, he's cutting an actual promo, and he has just, like, a little bit of mysterious white powder on his nose, but he's, like, fucking amped up. Got a Guinness in his hands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
No, that's Irish. What? No, Guinness isn't even Irish, is it? Wow, I just really went all over the map with this. I am not geological, um, geologically uh, smart, so. So I don't know, like, because that's what you drink on St. Patrick's Day. That's what goes in an Irish car bomb is Guinness and uh, Jameson. Very true. Very true. You're right. I, 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 I might have got that. Now, what I drank on St. Patty's Day is Mickey's, the little green grenades. Okay. Yeah, Dublin Island. I think I told you about the one night we were underage. We went to, like, it was like four months after St. Patty's Day. And the guy would only sell us a keg of green Mickey's that he had left over from St. Patty's Day. We drank the fuck out of it. Don't get me wrong. We pissed green for two fucking days. We drank the hell out of that keg. This was was at my buddy's house on the beach, my buddy Jay. So it's pretty cool. He had an apartment on the beach, actually. It was more of an efficiency. Well... Even an efficiency on the beach is like at the time was like a thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah, which was good, and what and he wasn't even right on the water. He was, I would say, he was about a quarter mile away. wasn't bad, but it was fun. It was fun. Um, so that, like I said, that sounds like a three way match between uh, uh, Luchasaurus, um, Orange Cassidy, and uh, Phoenix. I'm liking it. I definitely don't see a bad match out of that. So we'll work it out. Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Uh, Jamie's got Britt Baker and uh, Rebel down there with her. Riho hit the weirdest little kind of crossbody on Jamie Hayter in this match. That was the first of two botches in this match. But it looked like Riho actually folded herself up and hit her head on the mat. Yeah, it was odd. I gotta tell you, man. Riho's so tiny. She is a tiny little thing. I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. But Jamie Hader, and Jamie Hader's not a big girl. Not at all. She is a thick girl, which I have zero fucking issues with. I use more Jamie Haders. But it's just she looks like she's struggling to not pick her up when she's struggling to pick her up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, like it looks so, Oh, I can't pick her up. And then really, you know, Jamie Hader could probably pick her up with one arm and fucking bench press her. Yeah. So I don't know. Good on both of them. But then the next move was, Jamie Hader goes to put um, Rio down for a backbreaker and like drops her right on her shin. I'm like, are these two fucking like, did they have a few shots of whiskey before the match? Check their nose for powder. Oh, by the by, speaking of like stiff matches, did you hear about the, uh, the dark match? I believe it was a W dark with Athena. Where she basically just went ahead and shot on a girl. I read a little bit about it. Yeah, it was Athena versus Jody Threat, and like Athena went to clothesliner, and like Jody didn't sell it, so Athena just started legitimately beating the shit out of her for a couple of minutes. It was pretty. It was fun to watch. I wouldn't have wanted to be there, but it was fun to watch. 
that's uh, how it used to work, bro. You know that. I know that. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Saturn beat the shit out of what was it, Mark Bell? Mike Bell, I think. Mike Bell for not I think his brother's Mike, right? I don't blame him though, because he got dropped on his head a couple of times. Fucking so, Regal. I know. Regal worked the fuck out of Goldberg. Regal made Goldberg look like a fucking fool. He exposed him for being a piece of shit phony, is what Regal did with that guy. <laughs> We've seen. Yeah, he was just sick of Goldberg shit. He was like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna have fun out here." Oh, he got sick of Goldberg not selling for him. He was fucking. He had had it. Everyone, go to YouTube, check that shit out. If you've never fucking seen it, go watch Regal hand Goldberg his ass. Or uh, the one that kind of sticks out in my mind was uh, that Kurt Angle Daniel Pewter. Like situation wasn't so much a match because it was like part of tough enough, and they were doing these segments where like Kurt Angle was trying to amateur wrestle people legitimately. Mm -hmm. He would like stiff, you kind of rough up these like young kids that like barely knew anything, but like Daniel Pewter was a legitimate like amateur wrestler slash MMA type of guy, and he got he fucking got Kurt in a Kimura, and they had to like hurry up and make it look like. Kurt was had him pinned like the referee one two three just real quick because he was about to break his arm and then Peter let go and Kurt looked like he was going to kill him but he didn't know how no he started getting up and yelling you're a wrestler what are you doing on your back mm-hmm. and it's like uh Kurt he was about to get you in a fucking triangle choke I don't know if you know that um he was reaching for his arm the ref really and that's when the ref counted one, two, three. When Pewter was grabbing up, his his fucking arm, his shoulder wasn't down. He was reaching up to grab the to grab his head, pull it down. Crazy shit, man. But yeah, Pewter almost got him. What's that guy? I mean, is that guy up to anything these days? I don't even hear that name anymore. Uh-oh. Uh oh, I'll My, look it up. You're like my research guy. It was funny, though, because they tried to kind of get him back for that because they had him in the Royal Rumble. And it was like Ang- it was uh, Benoit and Guerrero. And I think Angle was also in the Rumble at that point, too. And like they roughed him up. But it was like, yeah, you needed like three different people to rough that motherfucker up. Like yeah. you you weren't leaving anything to chance, were you? Yeah, I heard Benoit said, I think of you as a son. <laughs> Well, that's, that was two bad ones tonight. That's two bad ones tonight. Oh, my God. I'm having a hard time because it, it, it's bringing up that fucking singer. It, 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 all right. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, honestly, dude, I think we would have heard his name by now if something was going on with him. Oh, that's I'm misspelling his name. All right. Fair enough. He's got nothing going on, really. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that ruined him, but... WWE just wanted nothing to do with him after. I mean, hey, Kurt Angle asked him to get in the ring. I don't know why they were so pissed at him. I guess because they almost made one of their top stars look like a fool, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of felt bad for the guy. And I I, got to tell you, I liked those fucking tough enoughs back when they were doing those. And those guys were having to, like, eat fucking, like, a pound of pasta and then run. And the guys were puking everywhere. And you see, I, I, I think it was like Shawn Michaels, I think, was just sitting there like watching him. And he's like, look like they're doing good, doing good. Walks away. I'm like, what the fuck? 
You're doing good. You're fucking puking. Nothing will ever beat the original Tough Enough, where it was like the episode where like they're teaching them how to take a bump or something. Oh yeah. And the one one guy <laughs> he's in the ring and Triple H is the instructor and he just looks at him and he goes, One of your nuts is hanging out. <laughs> nuts hanging out. <laughs> and the great the, the best part is fucking Nydia is there and she just sort of looks over and it confirms. She's like, Oh yeah. She just looks Nydia. down, she just straight up nut checks him. And she was a tough enough winner. Oh, wasn't she? Yeah, she won for the female. Or actually, no, I don't, I don't think she won, but she got a job shortly thereafter. Uh, all right. I mean, I know she was there, obviously. She was there with Jamie Noble for a very long time. I thought she had a great little character, man. I really did. I liked her a little, her, her character. So, all right, we can go back to this. Um, so Jamie Hader picks up the win, which I'm, I, I forget. Someone said they were glad. Uh, Dirk said she was. Yeah, he uh, Dirk said he was glad she won. Sorry, Dirk. I I am too. I was a little bit surprised. I kind of thought maybe Riho first match back, but then again, look how they treated FTR. Uh, fair enough. All right, there you go with that. So after the match, the three girls were celebrating. You know, Brit Rebel. Jamie Hader and Tony Storm came out. I should have snapped a picture of that, but I don't think I would have taken it down all night. Dude, she looks unbelievable. She had like a fucking it looked like like a leather fucking bikini on. Holy shit, dude. She is tan, she is ripped. She looks unbelievable. Dude, I liked her thick too, but she looks just as good if not better ripped like she is, man. Wow. I'm trying to see Find a photo just for. Uh... Did, did you didn't see her tonight? Oh no, I saw her. I saw her come out. She basically just came out and held the title up, and that was about it. Dude, she looked like she would bend over if you had a whip in your hand. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It's just like a leather bikini. There's like a weird little like strap thing here in the middle that's got like a heart pendant on it. I know. I would love to be a weird strap thing with a pendant on it. Oh, yeah, she got a choke, too, which doesn't seem like it fits the outfit, but, you know, people are into that, so... No, you don't mess with girls with chokers. You just you, you just cherish them. That's what you're supposed to do if a girl wears a choker. You're supposed to cherish that woman because she can handle something around her neck. <laughs> Good girl. Good girl. Benoit. No, 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 no. Not, not like that. Not like that. Not like that, not like that. But, uh, all right, so one more time, folks. One more time, we get Renee Paquette. And she's talking to Eddie Kingston. This might have been the funniest Eddie Kingston promo I've ever heard. I haven't heard a ton of his stuff. I loved this one. Eddie Kingston is trying to convince us that he's a happy guy. I'm happy. Look how happy I am. Let's not talk about that again. Every time she looked away, he... He was ready to kill. I loved this, man. I fucking loved it. Eddie, I'm nothing wrong. I'm great. I'm very great. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Like, it, this is obviously leading to something, I, I think, I hope, storyline-wise. Yeah. But it, it's pretty great. Because first off, you could like, it almost looks like he's a little bit jealous that Renee took his friend away. It's like, oh, it's nice to see you, Renee. Like, can you let John come over a little bit more often? <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, yeah, like he said, he's like, ah, Pentagon, love Pentagon, love Moxley, 
Everybody else can leave me alone. <laughs> I loved it, man. Great promo. Really good promo tonight. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was cool. It, 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 every time I see Eddie Kingston, look, I, I've said before I didn't get a lot of you know Eddie Kingston experience, but first time I saw him was on NWA. First time I really saw him, and I loved him then, and I love him now. I just think his promos are so, like, He's not trying to be anyone he's not. His promos are just him. They're real. They are. He is always him. Is And that seems like it works with his promos because he's not trying to be something he's not. I hope that makes sense and I didn't just ramble that on. Him and Homicide were a team in Ring of Honor. My God. they basically booed them out of Ring of Like, the fans basically just booed them out of Ring of Honor. Like, they shitted on every one of their segments. And then they got what they deserved because after that, they got Matt Taven as champion. So that you reap what you sow on that. You could have had Eddie Kingston on the side. No, you didn't want them. You wanted Taven and Mike Bennett. You basically, you fucking deserved it, you fucking scumbags. You deserved it is what you're saying, Smart. Exactly. All right. I got you. I got you. So we get this Darby Allen segments, Mark. And he's telling us why Sting hasn't been there. Basically, Darby's just not that happy. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed, but Darby didn't look that happy when Sting was there to begin with. Darby never looks happy. I've never seen him smile. You seen him smile? No. No. Never seen him smile. So... When he said, I'm just not happy, I'm like, isn't that what you're supposed to be? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And he says, uh, you know, he's talking about Lethal and, and Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. And he says, you know, guys, you don't need to tell me what my weaknesses are. I know my weakness. It's me. And then Lethal, Dutt, and Singh, they had like a, uh, I guess you'd call it a little rebuttal promo, which is a pretty cool little thing. I liked it after a video. Usually they do like a backstage segment to a backstage segment. It's usually not like from video to backstage. That was a little odd. <laughs> How great would it have been if like during this Darby Allen like sort of mopey promo where he's like, I am the danger to me. If like he's like right in the middle of his little sad tangent and like you just see like Renee Young walk in. She's like, do, do you need me for this one? Or can like, I go, I, I got to I got to have lunch. I'm hungry. Hey, am I done? I've been on like eight segments tonight. <laughs> y- y'all need me for this or can I can go home? I, I have a, I have a child. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get home. I don't know if you, you know, I'd like to get home. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. So, all right. Um, no, Christopher Kane, Darby Allen. I don't think they are still married. Him and Priscilla Kelly, Gigi Dolan. I don't think they are. Yet, their names together do still equal Gigi Allen, who is kind of what both their names are based off of. Gigi Dolan, Darby Allen, Gigi Allen. So. But I don't think they are still married. I believe they are separated. Not sure if they're divorced, but separated. Well, well you've got to keep them separated. Do what? You, you've got to keep them separated. Absolutely. Keep them separated. 
you're under 18, you'll be doing it in time. According to Wikipedia, divorced in 2020. And okay. she was born in Douglasville, Georgia. So apparently she probably lives somewhere in the South. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> and yes, Mark. Like me to live off of your money. <laughs> Smart needs a sugar mama. <laughs> I need it me a. You like the Dave Chappelle Oprah skit. Well, like, I mean, you know, you could. Gotcha, bitch. I mean, listen, if you were younger, you could, you know, maybe you could knock on Lawler's door. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Kane said, no wonder Darby Allen is sad. I agree, dude. <laughs> oh, but that, I'm not even kidding. Like, I mean, I guess maybe not Darby Allen, but like. It would be pretty great if, I guess, just Darby Allen for this instance. Like, Darby Allen and, like, Aaron Solo formed a tag team of just, like, sad bachelors. Like, they live at, like, the divorcee apartment from, like, The Simpsons where, like, when Milhouse's dad and his mom broke up, <laughs> Milhouse's dad moved to, like, the slum-ass apartment. And, like, that would be great if you had a tag team of guys who just, like, blew it in high-profile relationships. And now they're just sad living together. Yeah, true. yeah, they can be married. They can be managed by Mark Marrow. Oh, there you go. It would be phenomenal. Oh, and uh, and John Morrison. <laughs> well, no, he did all right for himself. He landed on his feet. He's with Taya. Mickey James would disagree, as would Batista. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. Um. So I guess we can get to this main event, but yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, I believe, uh, yeah, that I believe that might be why Darby is sad. I believe so. So we have the main event, Moxley versus Penta. Um, and it was a great main event. Moxley ended up retaining and really that wasn't, I mean, the match was great in itself, but there was a lot of shit after the match. So after the match, the firm comes down. William Morrissey immediately starts attacking Moxley. The rest of the firm comes down, and Stokely comes down as the kind of like the leader of the band, if you will. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, uh, which basically that's what he is. Now, remember, folks, we said this at the beginning that in the first part. TNA. Do what? There was a stable in TNA. What was the band? The band? Yeah, yes, I'm trying to remember who was in it, but I, I seem to remember it like kind of sucking. It was shit. it was Hogan, Scott Hall, and Nash. The incarnation Kevin Nash, leader, kicked out in February, rejoined it March 21st. Scott Hall left TNA in June. Six Pack left TNA in June. <laughs> Eric Young was in the stable. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. There you go. Hogan wasn't no, in it. Uh, Bob with a love sponge was in the stable. That's what made it last so little. Sting was in the stable. Do you know what happened? I remember. You just reminded me what happened. There was a storyline they were in, and somehow Bubba and Karma, Kia Stevens, mm-hmm. got into it. Um, he but- made comments about, I want to say, the Hurricane Katrina people or uh kong was raising money or there was yeah. a charity involved yep you got and it 
Rachel was talking shit and Colin just straight up lit his ass up. She beat that boy. And Bubba was gone. Gone. And then <laughs> yeah, Hogan... she got suspended for like a week or two, but Bubba got fired. That's probably, probably when Hogan fucked his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheer me up, buddy. Bang my wife, please. I guess that's how it happened. <laughs> so uh, Dirk says he'll miss MJF being a heel. Oh, Dirk, I wouldn't. Uh, you're not going to get straight babyface MJF, so he's not going to be out there praising the crowd, buddy. Don't uh, don't think we're straying too far from the the, uh, the 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 real MJF here. I'm sorry, it was the Haiti earthquake in 2010. Yes, it was the yes. I I knew, I knew it was something uh, one of the world tragedies, and that was one of them. Yes. As far as to say, fuck Haiti, and he called the ensuing deaths of Haitians, quote, a cleanse, which was why he got his ass kicked. Deservingly so. You know, I've said before, I'm all for free speech, but I'm also all for consequences, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm for both. You can be for both, folks. I don't know if you know that. Uh, Oh, shit. Did Did you hear that? Yeah. I will stop that sound from now on. It was my update for my computer. I'll try to stop it. So, like we said, remember, they MJF said, don't touch Moxley. Don't touch Moxley. So all these security guards start coming down, and they're just taking all these motherfuckers out. Suddenly we see Alex Marvez backstage. And there's a guy there... I'm not sure what he's doing with a locked chain, but he's shaking it, trying to open it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's that this fucking pretty, idiot? That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty dumb. He's just talking at this fucking locked chain. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? So the, basically the Blackpool Combat Club door was chained shut. And... This guy is shaking the lock like it's going to fucking come open. Like he's fucking, you know, like, like the Hulk or something. <laughs> fucking dumb shit. So I that that gave me a nice fucking chuckle. Right. Um, but, so I said that, that was fucking bad, dude. Um, so out comes MJF finally, and he looks so pissed off, and he's all pissed off, and but he's torn smart. Yes. Do I help them? Do I let Moxley get his ass kicked? I want him at his best, but I don't know. He didn't say any of this, but he was emoting it, if you will. And uh, finally, MJF comes rushing back down to the ring, pushes them all off. And once again, he gets in Stokely's face. This is where you can see Stokely kind of like, you still want to keep doing this. Okay, I got you. MJF goes to check on uh, Moxley. Boom. Turns around. Big boot by fucking Morrissey. Big boot. And um, I I, I honestly, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, this is going to be this big slow burn of a babyface turn. We're going to get this for months, maybe. Nope. They start beating the shit out of him. Uh, They're stomping him. Even Hathaway, even Stokely got in on the stomping. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. They did, man. Um, then you know, basically, uh, I mean, Ethan Page. Actually, I think it was Ethan Page that kicked him first. I apologize for that. Yes. Um, 
It was Ethan Page, yeah. And then after that, these guys are just fucking taking out everyone. They're taking out Moxley. They're taking out MJF. After that, Morrissey drags MJF out of the ring, brings him over to the table, lifts him up. Now, he's pretty fucking high in the air. You YouTube guys can see this picture. He's not exactly... This guy is pretty fucking high up there. Morrissey's not a small guy. So he's pretty fucking far up there, that guy. But it's a pretty cool shot. And then right after that, you get uh, MJF right down there. Boom, through the table. And that's it, man. So, I don't know, Smart. You know, I mean, I, I kind of gave my feelings on what MJF babyface is going to be. I think it's not going to be much different than what we saw with just, like I said, he's, I don't think he's going to go out there and praise the crowd. But I, the crowd is turning him babyface either way. So, I don't know. What kind of babyface do you think we're going to get out of this? I mean, I think it's going to take a while. Like you said, I don't think it's going to be instantaneous babyface. I think it'll still be heelish for a while. And I think his character overall will still do like heelish things. It'll just be in. It'll be, he'll be doing it to people that are you know heels. It, he'll be doing it to get a face reaction. Like he, I don't think they're going to change the character all that much. Right. I, I don't think they are either, and I don't think they should. Um, I kind of think of. Sami Zayn when he when he's you know face and heel and great babyface great heel but he doesn't change much about him when he's a babyface or a heel right he just gets a little more animated a little more he may trash the crowd a little more than usual but Sami Zayn is one of the funniest fucking heels we've ever fucking seen he's hilarious his literally his job is to go out there and try to make Roman Reigns and and then the rest of the Usos laugh and he's succeeding most of the time. So I think we're going to get kind of that out of uh, MJF. You cannot have white meat, baby face, kissing babies, uh, hugging, you know, kids MJF. It won't work. Right. It will not work. It would be, be awkward to see that shit. That'd be fucking weird. I don't want to see that. I just want to see smart-ass MJF when he makes a fucking joke about the crowd. They know he's joking. They chuckle at it. I definitely don't think we're going to get, like I said, white meat baby face MJF. I'd agree with that. I fucking pray not. You know how bad that would be? Just go to WWE at that point. MJF shows up in a couple weeks with a neck tattoo. He talks to the <laughs> My wife's pregnant with a black baby. We're gonna, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna break racism lines. I just, I always wanted to make my uncle proud. <laughs> oh, you're so wrong. All right, but uh, I, I, I think that's about all we've, uh, all we've got here, man. Unless you got anything else, like I said, I went to the '92 Rumble. Decided to skip news tonight. If y'all can think of anything in the chat real quick that we need to get into, then we'll get into it. But I don't think there is anything. Already done over two hours, so I don't think we need to really get into anything else unless they need us to here. Oh, unless you want to punch uh, Punk's dog. No. I mean, apparently the dog had like a couple of his teeth had to be removed, so I feel bad. I do. For, and like if 
Punk's dog ended up getting hurt because of something that the young bugs did, I would totally understand him swinging on him. I do, but I, I, I first of all, they they showed a picture of the dog. Dog did not look like a young dog. That is one ugly fucking dog. I'm no. just gonna be honest. I like I, I love dogs, but that is an ugly ass dog, man. Yeah, and I mean, but. Just because a dog got teeth taken out doesn't mean that was the reason. My dog has 10 teeth in his mouth. That's it. Because he his teeth are horrible. He has pug teeth. Most mixed, mixed breeds can have bad teeth, and that dog was definitely mongrel. That dog had a bunch of breeds in it that, that I saw. Um, I'm not defending anybody. If they hurt the dog, fuck them. But the article doesn't say the dog got, you know that was the exact reason the teeth are taken out and that and that. But there was, you know, there was said that the dog might have gotten kicked, possibly, which, again, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck whoever did that. Why would, why would you kick a fucking dog? What, what did the dog do? Jump on you? Yeah, because you're fucking with his owner. That's what that's what dogs do. I mean, benefit of a doubt that it was incidental, that, you know, they didn't see the dog or just hey, it was an accident. Like, they, they weren't intentionally aiming for the dog, I would hope. No, I don't think anybody. I, I don't think that was the case. But, I, I mean, I would hope that's not the case. But you never know, I guess. But, um, all right. Let's see. Christopher Kane said a tick, he just saw a TikTok with New Day, The Usos, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. Yeah, I think they, they all attended... Um, the Black Panther premiere. I guess that was tonight. Oh, was it tonight? Yeah, they're saying Sasha Banks, Naomi, New Day attend uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever premiere. That was an hour ago. So yeah, I guess that's probably what that's about. Um, a quick aside, it's not really anything to go into too much. But um, if you're not on the East Coast, which you're not, um, when we started... At this point, uh, it would have been the anniversary of this day, the 26th, was the Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero Halloween Havoc match. Ah, with Halloween Havoc coming up, obviously, since it's almost Halloween. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. All right, that's pretty cool. That's a cool little tidbit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Very nice, man. So, all right, I think we can wrap it up from here. There you go. Folks, thank you. Thank you, chat. Y'all kept that shit going tonight. I appreciate the hell out of that. Uh, Elon Musk turning Twitter into an alt-right site. I don't know when freedom of speech became alt-right, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, (laughs) That's next week's segment. (laughs) There you go. That's next week's. That and the Royal Rumble. (laughs) Yeah, ethics. Three-hour wrestling outlets. No. (laughs) No. No, I don't want. I I I don't know what he's gonna do. First of all, that 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 merger still has to go through. I read it might be Friday. I'll believe it when I see it. I really will. Those things are fucking huge. So those deals are so big. You don't know when they're gonna fucking go through and if they're gonna go through. So I will be honest. I don't follow like any of this shit. So like everything's always a surprise to me because like as of a couple years ago, I remember just like a bunch of people being all over Elon Musk's dick. Like, I swear to God, I heard somebody at a restaurant being like, you know, he's the modern day Nikola Tesla. And I was like, you are the least interesting person I've ever met. Like, I, I'm not even in your conversation and I'm just going to have to, like, butt in and ask you to shut the fuck up. I mean, he makes a nice car, but 
those people tell you as much as pickup trucks that drive those fucking cars. It's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, that pickup truck fucking telling me this morning, dude, all the way to fucking work. I'm like, get off my ass. Almost universally, the worst drivers are always in pickup trucks. I have three. Pickup truck, and if any of you drive this, I'm not saying you are. I know there's good drivers of all all of it out there, but pickup trucks, number one, BMW's number two, and Audi's number three for me. Those three cars right there will always ride your ass and cut you off. So it's either if you have too much money or not enough money, you drive like an asshole. Well, no, because the pickup trucks that are fucking tailing me are giant fucking king ranches with fucking, God forbid you have a fucking bully bar. You're literally about to hook up to my car. But that's the fucking thing, though, is like some of those people, they'll they'll spend all this money on this giant truck with all these extra add-ons, and then they'll live in like the shittiest, messiest house imaginable. Because they can't afford anything but the truck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you either have too much money or not enough money. Like you either have all the money in the world to spend or you made poor financial decisions. Okay, put it this way. There is, when I drive home, I take back roads home. I, I've said before, I live in the fucking country. It's getting a little more city-ish because we got little neighborhoods being built around, but I live in the fucking country. Um, and, you know, you, 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 you're sitting there and, you know, th- these cars just, they're running right up on your fucking ass. But, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't need to get into it. It is fucking horrible, though. They tail you. They run up your, on your ass. They, people, literally the other day I saw an accident so bad that they had to shut the road down. No one died, but they had to shut the road. Everyone's outside of their house. But I drive by this little shack of a fucking house. I mean shack of a fucking house. There's two Camaros out there, new Camaros, and a fucking brand new Dodge Charger. And I don't even think this, this fucking house barely has a door. So I don't know what's going on. Someone's cooking meth as far as I know. But that's just me guessing. Yeah, pretty much. Just guessing. All right, folks. I think on the uh, with the meth talk, we can get out of here. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about meth, we've definitely gone off the fucking rails. Um, once again, folks, appreciate y'all coming on in the chat. Y'all keep that, keep that shit rolling tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Smark. Thank you, everyone downloading, everyone listening, however you listen, wherever, whenever you listen. Thank you. And on that note,